Future Europe. Framtidens Europa. Europa Futura. Europa Budućnost Europi. Zukunftiges Europa. L'Europe du futur. Future Europe. So we're here with Lucina, who is our maternal fetal simulator mannequin. I'm going to take her blankets off. I'm sorry, Lucina, we're going to expose you. You would ask your patient's full consent. And I'm going to insert that baby so we can birth them. So I'm Rebecca Curran, and I'm one of the clinical skills and simulation technicians here at RCSI. And now she's open. We're now sitting in uh, number 26 York Street in the new education facility of the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland. So RCSI has been on St Stephen's Green since 1784. So we have been in the city centre of Dublin for a very long time. And now with the opening of 26 York Street, this is Europe's most advanced simulation and clinical skills facility. Hello, my name is Judith Gilroy and I'm the Associate Director for Academic Affairs at RCSI. My name is Michael McGrail. I'm the Director of Corporate Strategy. I led the project from its inception about five years ago to its completion earlier this year. So we're going to practice now. There are lots of mannequins down the back and all the equipment is here. We designed a building which was very much student-focused, from the sports hall to the gym to the 500-seater auditorium to the three floors of library and the three floors of simulation. It is dramatically different to, indeed, any education building I've seen. So suddenly we're able to improve healthcare skills at every level on a European basis, as well as working with the tech companies who actually will push the boundaries even further. We're simulating inserting a nasogastric tube in a mannequin. So we're inserting the tube into his nose and into his stomach. But it's a mannequin, so we're just practicing. Simulation facilities, I suppose, are at the heart of this building, but they're really at the heart of our educational philosophy in RCSI. So we want to educate health professionals who are going to transform patient care. So that's medics, doctors, physicians, surgeons, pharmacists. We also train paramedics, nurses and physicians associates here. We wanted to make sure that they were developing those skills in a safe, feedback-rich environment. So we have about 10 inpatient rooms, 10 outpatient rooms, and we have a fully functioning operating theatre. We use both mannequins and actors, and we simulate what's happening in hospitals. And the students have to respond to the scenario as it unfurls. The scenarios are all planned in advance, but of course the students don't know that. The system senses whether or not you're giving him the correct amount of oxygen or air. Um, It also senses whether your CPR is on target, so it'll tell you if you're slightly to the left or slightly to the right or your compressions need to go deeper. Every room has recording facilities and the students can get themselves recorded and then they can go back and review against how it should be done. Yeah, and that's all for the aftercare. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very, very good. Guys. There's a few things in that. I am Avril Palia. I'm a loan officer at the EIB, responsible for lending to the higher education sector in Ireland. This project is unique in that not only does it include the construction of the largest surgical simulation centre in Europe, but it pioneers innovation in medical education seeking to promote better health in Europe through research programs. And the EIB provided a long-term loan 
of 50 million euros. After two and a half years of the construction, the building was opened on time and on budget. Our original plan was to, was to build the building, but we were conscious that on the really expensive floors, which are the simulation floors, we would build those, but it could take us two or three or four years to actually equip. But because of the funding we were able to get from the EIB, we were able to do everything together. So when we completed the building in August 2017, on day one, the building was functioning. Whereas without the EIB, it would have taken us about two or three years to actually get it to be fully functioning. So Lucina comes with an inbuilt voice. You can also upload your own voice, which is what I'd love to do eventually, is to get a nice Dublin accent on her. But at the moment, she comes with an American accent and you can ask her questions. So like, Lucina, you know, is that sore? A little bit. We can say, how is the pain? Comes and goes. She also does some more stern ones. Don't touch me. The mannequin can be programmed to say various things. I want an epidural. And equally then, the baby, when the baby is delivered, can be made to go blue, can be made to go through a whole variety of things, which, you know, you can do in simulation, but difficult for a student to actually cope with if it actually is, is happening, you know, in, in real life. So she births every Monday, and on a Monday she does an average of about 12 births. So she did about 500 last year between students and tours and summer schools. We quite frequently have tours in and we have outreach programmes with secondary schools and things like that. We've had two people faint. So I keep going until I'm just above the oropharynx. You'll get students putting injections into fake arms, learning how to stitch little pieces of foam. We sometimes put custard in the foam, and if they get it wrong, it's like an abscess, and the custard will spill everywhere. We actually have a really great team of technicians here who do all sorts of wonderful gore. This is a giant tank of blood. So they can make a mess and they can learn from nurses and from their peers and from their teachers in a safe environment. We know from the education and training that the more real you make it, the deeper the learning. We have an operating theatre that you couldn't tell isn't a real operating theatre. And what that does is it takes away that sense of, well, it's not real. So you get really deep learning, and we call it cognitive integration. It sticks in the learner's head. How much longer... No, our baby should be nearly here. Unless he's gotten stuck, which does happen. No, he's coming. The building opened in 2017 in the autumn. I'm delighted to say that all of the things that we aspired to and hoped for in terms of its use have come to light. I get a huge thrill when I see students chattering as they come out of classes, that the technology is, is working for them to be able to go away and review their learning with their friends. I see them sharing it up in the cloud and giving each other feedback. One of the things that we have found is that the students actually get quite emotional when they hold the little mannequin, the, you know, the little baby. And when baby is born, we'll usually do a little bit of happy crying as well. So, you know, mum's been through an ordeal. And within a couple of weeks, we had staff ringing us from the hospitals where they then went out to saying, what are you doing differently? They're coming there, they're much less anxious, they're much more useful. Um, and that's what we had hoped, and that's what this building does for us. I attended the unveiling ceremony in June this year, and I was filled with pride at our involvement. It is a significant project not only for Ireland, but also for Europe.
and it's just an amazing piece of architecture. And when I mark baby as deliberate, oh, why aren't you crying? He should cry. So he's lost his wife, I can imagine. Typical. He has a lovely cry, actually. He does have a nice cry. Transmitem de la Banca Europeană de Investiții. De la Banca Europeană de Investiții. De la Banca Europeană de Investiții. Desde el Banco Europeo de Inversiones. From the European Investment Bank. <inaudible>